Welcome back, everyone. So sorry for the hiatus. I did a bunch of podcasts with a bunch of people, and I realized that I had done all of them with topics in mind. And we had talked about stuff, and they weren't bad podcasts. But then I realized that I think the reason why I've been putting this off is because the whole purpose behind this podcast was just to talk with no real purpose. And so as soon as I made it be a regimented thing, I didn't really want to do it anymore. So we're back with Conversation Therapy with no topic, no purpose, no nothing. It's just about hanging out with people that I think are fun. And if at any point I want to do something that's not that, I'll do whatever the heck I want to. Because honestly, it's my life and I'll do what I want to. Welcome back. With me today. I have two guests. <laughs> uh, um, intro. Uh, what are you? Um, <coughs> who, um, go for it. I come from the land where the mullet attacks. Business up front and party in the back. My name's Ashley. <laughs> All right, let me figure out levels. I didn't even look at levels last time. Get trying to talk a little bit. Hey. Talk a little more. Hey. Actually, actually talk. She knows one word. (laughs) Hey. We'll figure it out. Cool. So, how you? Um, how are you guys? girls i'm still in like spontaneous word mode mm. i'm not in conversation mode <laughs> yeah yeah we just recorded uh in the background for the lo-fi episode that you surely listened to the entire episode of that <laughs> at this point i'm just i've created a podcast so i could put my music out <laughs> <laughs> that's how they do it that's how it is um i'm doing pretty fantastic because while we were doing that lo-fi random word thing I got my Ed TPA score back. Ooh. And I freaking passed. Hey, yo. That's awesome. So I'm pretty much graduated at this point. Nice. Congrats. That's awesome. Thanks. Nothing that was else a to big. Worry about. Yeah. Nice. Let me ask you part. one of the interview questions Gosh. that I got the other day. Okay. Why did you want to get into education? Ooh, good question. Um. That's what I said. <laughs> Sorry, I just got an email from my professor. Um, So, honestly, it was my missions trip that I went on. And I knew... I mean, at first, obviously, it was not... Well, I don't know if it's obvious. But it was not going to be education. I was going to do ultrasound tech um, school. And so, I think my mindset was regardless of what I do I want to give back in some way and so either that's through missions or through volunteer work or just somehow serving other people who are less fortunate than I am because of what I saw and what I experienced in the people that I talked to and so even when I went to ultrasound school they had like they were talking about all the different things you can do with your degree like you could go for your bachelor's and come back and teach and so I thought that would be really cool the idea of being able to teach other people and then also going into the mission field and being able to teach people there. And so I guess the idea of teaching was always in my mind and even going into the mission field, if I were to do ultrasound technology, I'd probably be teaching other people even if I was planning to or not. So once that didn't work out, I took some time to think about it because I knew I wanted to teach at some point in my ultrasound career so I thought well maybe I want to be a teacher or maybe I'd be a good teacher and then I've always liked English so I think it just fit me really well so I mean I love what I'm doing I love my kids that I'm teaching and honestly I forget sometimes that I'm not getting paid for what I'm doing right now and like that's when you know that you're poor (laughs) <laughs> that you're poor and <laughs> just that's what you want to do because it's not about the money at this point it's about the kids like they make me want to get up and go to school every day and interact with them like they're so fun and they're so lovable even the turds i'm like they're growing on me they're really crappy but i love them so 
Yeah. So originally it started with missions. That's what inspired me. That's what motivated me. And now I'm at the point where like I could go and do this and not be paid for it in the mission field if I wanted to. So yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. The turds are often the ones I, I don't know. In my limited experience as a teacher and like interacting with students who are like really the worst behaved and do the least amount of work and put forth the least amount of effort. Yes. Um, those tend to be the students whose home lives are an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And so that is, I don't know, it's always about gaining perspective. Like I have a girl that sleeps all the time. Oh, and she, too. like we have, we always talk about it and everything. And then I, um, we learned that she was in charge of taking her own pills. Oh, wow. She's 10. And sometimes she takes her sleeping pill instead of her mm-hmm. uh, Adderall Jeez. accidentally and then comes in and just passes out. And also, I, mean, I don't know how much I can share on this podcast, but no one <laughs> no just, one listens I, to this. I mean, no names. Obviously. I mean, I won't share yeah. a name, but I would hate for one of my students to hear this. But I don't, there's no way my students will ever listen to a podcast by me. <laughs> or a podcast in general. I mean, yeah, maybe not. But this student... Um, when they get home from school, they have to watch their sisters, yeah, who are three years old, from like three until like ten p.m. Yeah, and they are in charge of like doing all of that and all of that stuff. And so she says, she's like, I don't get any time to like just watch TikTok when I get home. Mm. And so then she stays up all night after that on her phone watching TikTok because that's the only time that she has to be a kid. Yeah. And then she comes into school and sleeps in my class, mm. which I don't, I'm not like, I'll wake you up a yeah. couple times if you're like, I don't know. Cause even then it depends on the day. Like some days if we're doing something like a test, that's really important. Then I'll be like, dude, you gotta be up because right. this is a lot of points. I want you to succeed. But if it's just a regular day, we're not doing anything crazy. Right. I will let the child sleep for the most part because uh, I mean, they're just kids. Yeah. And it's mostly the parents. Yeah. I have a lot of kids that are like that, too, that they have to take care of the younger ki- the siblings. They have to get them ready for school. Mm-hmm. They have to get them ready for bed. I have a student who, after he gets out of school, immediately goes home and helps his dad DoorDash because he can't speak English. And so the kid knows how to speak English. Oh, word. And he does that till like 11 or 12 p.m. And then he has to do all of his homework. And then he has to get up and go to school the next day. What age are your kids? Eighth grade. Oof. So they're like little, little kids. Not little, little, but still. 13. Like you're a child. You know? And I have like so many students. One of the most frustrating things. I had like a mock interview with my professor. And so he asked me questions of like, what's my philosophy of teaching? And one of the biggest things that I've learned from student teaching is that kids are not stupid. There's no stupid student in my classroom or any classroom because I have heard so many teachers give up on their students or just call them stupid and immediately in their heads, they just mark them off their list of just caring. So they don't put any time in, don't put any energy in trying to figure out how can I make this kid learn? Yeah, they have to motivate themselves to a degree, but... Have you actually heard that from a lot of teachers? Yeah. Oh, wow. I have not heard that. My experience has been much better. And so, I don't know. Maybe it's just my school, but, like, not saying that these teachers are bad, but just for them to already go into it with the mindset of these kids are so dumb. They're so stupid. Have those teachers been teaching for a super long time? I would say, yeah, for the most part. But it's just, like... That was really weird. Yeah. Um, That's going to be us. There's this one kid, and it, he's one of the turds that has grown on me, and it's yeah. because he would do the exact same thing that you just said your student would do, which he would sleep all day and wouldn't do anything. And so finally, I like went up to him, and I talked to him, and I was like, hey, like, I need you to pay attention in class. I literally give you the answers. All I need you to do is write them down. And then I think they did a creative writing. I was like, all I need from you, instead of a paragraph, I want three really good sentences from you. If you can give me that, I'll give you all credit. And so he did it. 
and they were really good sentences. And I think he has some sort of learning disability, but Mm -hmm. like it has not gone to the board for recognition. Like he has gone misdiagnosed, like just completely ignored for many years. And so he did it and I read it and I was like, dude, this is so good. Like you're a genius. This is so good. And that little affirmation that somebody gave him like he's a different kid now wow and so like after i said that i walked away and he leaned over to this other kid and they are kind of like friends so they pick on each other he's like she said i was a genius and like he was so proud of it mm-hmm. but it's like that little affirmation that you give a kid or just like the little accommodation that you give a kid is so different like it, it changes their whole motivation in your class mm-hmm. so yeah you're hired <laughs> yeah, they all, another question that they asked me was what 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 is the difference not the difference what separates a good teacher from a great teacher? Mm. Which I like because they're not asking me about a bad teacher. They're saying what's the difference between a good and a great teacher? And my response to that was um like long-term commitment to being in a specific area. Like good teachers can be good teachers for a year and they can form the relationships and they can do that thing. Like I feel like I've been a good teacher this year, but I feel like to be a truly great teacher, I would need to be there for like an extended period of time. Like multiple years to where I have relationships with the families and with the administration mm-hmm. and in the community and like I am a like people know me in the different places. I'm kind of like a stable within that community. Um and I think that really is a huge part of it, which is like you were saying, like most of teaching is building up rapport and picking your battles. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, it's just freaking parenting, you know? Um, These kids don't have parents for the most part, or yeah. like their parents aren't home to parent them. They yeah. are the parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to have a, uh, I'm too cynical, man. I'm too cynical all the time. And I was talking to a, a girl that I work with and she was in the armed forces and she served in Somalia. She was at a uh, like a base there for years and she was saying how like she when she got there the locals wanted to kill her because she didn't wear a head covering. Mm. And how over time once they got to know her then things were okay, but then she like she still said I had the bathrooms were on like a separate part of the the place. And I had to have a man go with me every time I went to the bathroom because Mm -hmm. it was dangerous for me. And she's like, there was no really good running water. And so you had to get water from different places. And like we were, myself and another teacher were talking and she was there. She was saying, because I was like, man, why are you so optimistic? Because we were both being, you know, classic cynical conversations Mm -hmm. between coworkers. And she like kind of shared that story. And she was like, I am happier now than I've ever been in my entire life. And she's like, I've got a tiny little house. It's one, like one bedroom. It might even be an apartment. I think it's a one bedroom apartment. It's like, I live by my nephews. I have running water. I have a shower. Like I'm so excited to wash my dishes every day because I can wash them in a sink. And just like that perspective has been on my mind a lot recently. Cause I, it's way too easy for me to go cynical. Mm. Yeah. Thoughts, Katrina? It's good. No thoughts. She's still head, one word. Head empty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's why I feel that like everybody, I think like students, we make them do volunteer hours, but I feel like almost every student needs to do like a week long, not missions trip, but like serving volunteer opportunity week or something like that. Because I felt I feel like I learned so much about myself and about the world when I went on a mission trip or when I served other people. So I feel like that would be super beneficial to students because many times they just do it because they have to get a grade. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just making it something that like we're doing this to better ourselves and to help other people. And I think that that would be, be- beneficial to a lot of people. And doing that at such a young age is very impactful. Certainly. What do you remember, Katrina, about your teachers in high school that were your favorites? Why were they your favorites? What stuck out to you about them? Or earlier, you know? I can't really remember a lot of teachers that I liked in high school. 
Mostly, I was just like over high school. High school, mm-hmm. middle school, college. Um, when mom taught you when you were a child. My fifth grade science teacher inspired my love of the sciences. He Which one was that? To MD or ME? ME Johnson. There were two M Johnsons. I think it was, was it the same first name? Yeah. Oh wow. I think it was Michael. Michael Johnson, yeah. yeah. Two Michael Johnsons. Middle name, one of them was D and one of them was E. And so for me, M. E. Johnson taught science and M. D. Johnson taught math in fifth grade. Was that what it was for you? He was like like you had a homeroom teacher and then you would leave the mm-hmm. the homeroom for science or you would leave the homeroom for math and something else, math and social studies, I think. So I was in his room all the time and then I would go elsewhere for math and social studies. But for our nice. science class, there was like a park behind the school and he used to take us all out there with like a little like quote unquote field journal. And we would have to like find little specimens and stuff and like draw pictures of them. Cool. Or he would have us take out a little petri dish and like get swamp water and look at it. Like he w- he was just a really good science teacher and he really like I still remember stuff that I learned in fifth grade about science from him. That's just because cool. yeah, I liked it so much. Do you remember anything else like about social studies in fifth grade or anything? No. I remember being super bad at fractions. Because I was in like an They had like This is going to come across annoying Never mind No do it (laughs) Do it They had like a a math class And then they had an advanced math class And then there were kids who were like too advanced for the advanced math class And they had like an independent study Mm -hmm. Oh hold the (laughs) phone We got a genius in here So we were just out in the hallway Working through a workbook Like on our own so nobody I ever. Love, <laughs> I love. They're like, all right. We got the regular kids. We got the advanced kids. These ones are too smart, and they're a little bit annoying. Just give them a book. Literally. Just move them away and uh-huh. give them a freaking book. Yeah. So we just worked on a workbook by ourselves in the hallway, and so nobody ever really taught me fractions. Mm-hmm. Like a, a couple friends kind of tried nice. to explain them to me, but I'm a little rusty. <laughs> Arguably, the thing that most people are the worst at in math. Really. Yeah, I'm also no. really bad at geometry. Really? Mom never really, like, she was a great teacher, but mom never really covered Didn't that when I was homeschooled. Like fourth grade. Yeah, but that's still, like, it's a fundamental that you're supposed to be getting. And when I was looking through, mom gave us, like, a box of all our old stuff from when mm-hmm. we were homeschooled, all our old portfolios. And every year I would, like, on my standardized testing, I would fail the geometry one. <laughs> and I remember. Circle. I no, remember Katrina, it's a triangle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in fourth grade. This is the English test. I already <laughs> I already knew all the math stuff they were doing because mom had been like years ahead in her homeschool curriculum. So I already knew all the math stuff they were doing. So they had me by myself go out with the student teacher so he could teach me geometry because I was so bad at it. Mm. And like everyone else was learning long division and I already knew that, but I couldn't tell you like what a square is what a rhombus was yeah still can't to be honest but <laughs> anyway you know what a rhombus is tell me what's a rhombus in my head it has like slanty sides and it probably it has like four sides how long are the sides they're parallel <laughs> they are i know parallel. that's not how long they're, they're probably the same length yeah all four of them? sides that are the same length they're all the same length as each other yeah. So a square is a rhombus? Uh, yes. A square is a rhombus with right angles. A rhombus is four sides that are the same length but don't have right angles. Like it doesn't necessitate right angles. Am I wrong? I think I'm I wrong. don't know. And that's what's trippy. I can understand how you would be confused with those. Because a square is four sides. Thank you. I still am. I'm pretty sure a rhombus. a rhombus is a quadrilateral whose four sides all have the same length. An equilateral yeah. quadrilateral. Ooh. So quadrilaterals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A square is a quadrilateral. A rhombus is a quadrilateral. But a rhombus and a square are not the same thing. They're not the same, but they can be. A so parallelogram. A square with cannot be a rhombus. A rhombus can't be a square. Can be a square. It includes a square. A rhombus includes a square. But not every every rhombus is a square. Uh-huh. Not every square is a rhombus. Okay. Wait, no. Okay, there's two definitions. The first one is 
A parallelogram with opposite equal acute angles, opposite equal obtuse angles, and four equal sides, which would be the slanty one. But then there's a second definition that says any parallelogram with equal sides, including a square. Yeah, that's all saying the same thing. That's not. Yeah, that's saying that like... Because the square one doesn't have two obtuse angles and two acute angles. It's the only one that doesn't have two obtuse and two acute is a perfect square. Everything else. So it's just saying squares are also rhombus as well as anything else. Oh. That's the one Podcast title, We're Dumb. (laughs) No, we're not dumb. We got it. Anyway. A parallelogram (laughs) is a quadrilateral with two sets of parallel sides. I was thinking that since you were such a fifth grade prodigy, you should have been on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And then I started thinking how weird of a TV show that is. Like, how embarrassing would it be to be a full-grown adult with, like, a full education and going up against a bunch of fifth graders and I'm schooling you. I think I'd probably lose against a fifth grader. Yeah. Just because they're learning that stuff right now and you're not. Like, as an adult, you don't need to know... I don't like I photosynthesis. Think it's also rigged. Yeah. I feel like it's also slightly rigged. I mean, do the fifth yeah. graders normally win? I've never actually seen For it. For the most part, or at least they always get the right answers. Yeah. But I bet if you asked a fifth grader how to like invest in the oh, stock market, they would lose. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's all <laughs> it's, just like the knowledge that you're being yeah. exposed to. It's catered to your face of life. Yeah. I think I would lose to a fifth grader. <laughs> do you think you'd win? You probably would. In English and maybe social studies, but I could I don't I don't remember anything. Math. Actually, no, I don't you remember knew anything from fifth grade social studies. You learn Ohio history in fifth grade. Johnny Appleseed. The uh, yeah, tomato tomato juice is the state drink. Ew. A carnation is yeah. the state flower. As Cardinals. if I guy is the state tree. The uh, that's a, that's cardinal. As if I needed another reason to hate Ohio. (laughs) Tomato Tomato juice is our state juice. It should be cream soda. Am I right, ladies? Anything else. Dude. Shout out Rocket Fizz, which is a soda shop in downtown Cleveland that has hundreds of types of bottled, like glass bottled sodas. And I bought so many types of cream soda from them. 22 to be exact. (laughs) And then... Two other types: one butterscotch and one vanilla root Ooh, beer. I'm a fan of the butterscotch flavor. Yeah, this one wasn't very good. I've had better. I feel like that would be really sweet. I don't yeah. like cream I mean, soda. Yeah. It's too sweet for me. Yeah. That's all the time we have for today. <laughs> Busy locking my doors and crying. Um. Also, so I think the good. The, I'm just answering your question because I'm stuck on it. Um. Good teacher or good versus great. Good teacher. Your I had a good remember. teacher in fifth grade, and yep. then I think everyone else was pretty eh. And then this year, <laughs> last semester, I had really good professors. Mm-hmm. Awesome. In between then, it was a lull. But Michael Dunbar, any of you in the Akron Honors College should take a Michael Dunbar course. And if you are in the Akron Honors Nursing Program, you should take Crystal Goddard as your instructor. I will kiss Crystal on the mouth. She is <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Shout out Mikey Dumby and Christy Gotti. Exactly. <laughs> gotti, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I, I don't know if it's just like the classes that I liked. I think in high school, the professor, or not the professor, but the teachers I liked were like the ones who were fun. In college, the professors that I liked were the ones who cared about their class. Because in high school, I had profess- or I had teachers who didn't care about their class, but were fun, and I liked them. I was too much of a feminist already in high school to like the teachers everybody else thought were fun. <laughs> what? See, that's when I get a little sad. Like about like, don't let that ruin stuff for you. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Why? Why did your I mean, feminism? I like, everybody per- really liked Mr. Hennig, and I didn't really like Mr. Hennig because he was like sexist. I didn't like Mr. Hennig either. I mean, he was fine. And racist and uh, no, who, like who else? All the whatever the fun teachers were, Mr. Henderson. Rick Jacox? I didn't have. Nate Henderson. Henderson. It's the same thing. All the like fun teachers. What about were. Rick Jacox? I don't think he was fun. No, I liked him though, as a person, not as a teacher. Agreed. Um, Mike Schwal. Mr. Schwal, I did love Mr. Schwal. Mr. Schwal was great. He was our right, band Ashley? teacher. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, this Sorry, is I'm recognizing what's happening because when I'm at your family gatherings, you guys are always talking about teachers yeah. from the past, and I'm just like, no idea. So let's switch the topic, huh? Let's talk about teachers from high school. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm doing a garden. Let's talk about gardening. Are you into gardening at all, Ashley? Or not really? I. I mean, I've never done it before, but I'm not. I'm definitely not against it. I love, <laughs> dude. Not anti-plant. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. I, when Alexis had her garden, I loved like going out and seeing like how much everything grows mm-hmm. and like, like I was proud for her to see all of that like come to life. And she th- posted a picture of her little basket of vegetables. Yeah. It was really cute. And like I would go out and get tomatoes whenever I needed. Like it's so. I don't get why. I'm people don't all have a garden like it's so smart and And it's so so good yeah they're so much better than ones you buy breaking (laughs) news we have a local here who has come out with a very strong stance on gardening ashley go ahead yeah um i'm not against it but i'm totally for it (laughs) wow that's all the time we have for today that story and more tonight talking about the dog that ate three fingers It was a hungry dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm excited to see, like, the garden that you guys have because you have such a large amount of space. And Alexis just had, like, this tiny little three-by-three box. So that'll be really exciting. Yeah, she planted like she had 40 yards. I know. She really did. Rookie mistake. That was so funny. It was funny because we grew up with gardens, and so... I saw her planting, you know, she had like her little planter at the beginning. Yeah. Which is like just a separate thing that she was like, you know, starting them out from the when they were small. She had like 40 plants. Yeah. <laughs> like you, if you're having a small garden, you have like two and f- between two and four tomato plants. And she had like 20 and like all these peppers and all this that's other not stuff. That's something you would know if you didn't grow up. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying it was funny just because like we grew up eating garden food because we were poor so true bestie (laughs) (laughs) yeah the more that i look at a lot of the ways that we lived as children it was because mom was like saving every dollar oh which means she was so sustainable Mm -hmm. yeah the overlap between like being poor and trying to save money and being sustainable is so high. She would make our own laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. She made cloth napkins that we washed and reused every night. She like grew our food in the garden. She made her own bread and rolls. Yum. She made her own hamburgers. Like she canned all of our food from the garden with a pressure cooker. She We planted fruit trees so that we could have canned fruit. Literally. She was uh sustainability queen. <laughs> Yeah, I real. still I cannot get over her like making her own laundry detergent and stuff, and like sewing us clothes and uh yeah yeah and when That's we've great. talked to her about it she hasn't spoken about it like she loved it no like she was like she had I to. had to do there this there's no other option like it was like I have a f- I I am in charge of feeding a family of six and I have thirty dollars for it the next 40. month it was yeah. forty dollars was her grocery budget a week or a month. I don't remember. Yeah. I want to say a month. Yeah. But yeah. But also doing all of that with like no internet. I know. Yeah. Like I would not know from the top of my head how to make my own laundry detergent without Googling it or like. That's a really good point. And you guys lived kind of in, in the, the middle boonies, of nowhere. Yeah. Like you didn't. I mean, unless you that's went to the library really good frequently. Point. Like how that's she a lot. How to do that? Maybe she went to the library. I bet, my, I bet Grandma Wubble taught her. That's Some yeah. of that stuff. Like the, the detergent, I think Grandma Webble, Grandma Webble probably did that. I don't know. The canning stuff, I know Grandma Webble taught her that. Yeah. Which I have that canning stuff, and I'm actually very excited. I want to get some peach trees, dude. Peach tree. Peach tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sustainability, I man. ask her how she knew that. I'm going to. Mm. That's a, Yeah, that was a very interesting perspective title of this podcast elaine lamp is the goat literally we didn't have sewing any animals, our own though. cloth napkins 
We had two sets yep. of them, so she must have had to do laundry every two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't even think about all that. Yeah, mom was dang dude. Mom was awesome. Yeah. Did you guys have to like do a lot of your own, like home repairs, car repairs? Like, would your dad do all of that? Would your mom? Yep. Like, I think mom like kind that. of took inside chores. Dad took outside chores. Okay. And yeah. And even that too, like. Like, is Fred pretty handy? Like, yeah. knows how to pr- pretty much fix everything. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. He would literally just YouTube everything. Yeah. Well, what like would he do when we had dial up? Would he still do that? We had dial up till I was in seventh grade. I didn't how did he know how to, how did they know how to do anything in the pre information age? Uh, I don't know, man. That's a great question. I feel like a lot of it is. Like Cars were books. simpler. Yeah. And like learning from people who taught you like my dad i feel like he knows how to fix almost any car or like a lawnmower like who just knows how to fix a lawnmower but he learned all of that from like from his, his friends his yeah his parents um his uncles so yeah i mean it, I like it's... mechanical stuff especially was a lot simpler mm-hmm. like now when you open up a car hood there's no space in there, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you have to take apart six things to change your battery. Like it's impossible mm-hmm. to like know all this stuff. There's so much computerized electronics in there. When back in the day, I remember like going to look at this truck with dad and it was like, you could have fit three of those engines in there because there was so much empty space because it was just the basic, like, this is your engine block. This is what it is. That's the dream. And like, you could just reach around, you could sit your child in there while you were working on the engine. Like there's <laughs> mm-hmm. so much space under the hood and like, it was very simple. And then over time, you know, advan- advancements and progression and all that. And also planned obsolescence is a thing where they design stuff so that it will break in a shorter amount of years so that you'll have to buy more of it i really looking back on our growing up obviously it's like nostalgia or whatever but i really do love the way that we were raised and the things that we learned and how every saturday like we would go in the truck with dad down to amish country and get a load of wood and bring it home and chop it for the fire and mm. like it was just very i don't know it's almost yeah. unheard of in oh, this yeah. day and age it's very quaint, and I'm really, I don't know, I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about Donut Days with Dad. Oh, no. That was yeah. That was cute, too. Yeah, he but would I do don't that. think that says... Uh, it was like once a month he would take one of us out. Might have been more frequently than that. Maybe it was every week he would take one of us out for donuts, and then it would just happen to be once a month because there were four of us. <laughs> I don't remember. To Hawkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a steal for your dad, though. He gets donuts every week. Yeah, dad just loved donuts. <laughs> dad <laughs> loves donuts. Yeah. Yeah, I have a bone to pick with dad. And this is a story. You should do a podcast with him. Have I you would done one love with him? to. I've talked to him about it. He's like, I don't know. What would I talk about? I'm like, you could talk about anything, <laughs> dad. Come on. I'm trying to get him on our Minecraft realm. <laughs> 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 I he can't even play Minecraft on you. anything. What would he? What would he play on his phone? They have a laptop. Mom has a laptop. Maybe. Cooper's dad told me to try and get dad on the realm, so I'm trying to That's whittle cool. away. Cooper's dad on the realm. Yeah, he, he plays. So he plays all the time, and he says it's just so he can be with his sons. But he plays when they're not playing. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Every once in a while, this recording makes a sound anyways the bone that i have to pick with dad is that he told me that he paid me 20 dollars for every animal that i caught that was eating our garden is this still about the groundhog no that's (laughs) a separate story about the baby rabbits this is about the baby rabbits (laughs) i caught and killed a groundhog before that and he gave me 20 dollars we're square great he killed a groundhog with a rock and a baseball bat and groundhogs scream no this is oh this is dramatic Groundhogs scream. We had never... I was at home by myself. We didn't hunt. Mm -hmm. There was this groundhog, and I saw it outside, and I was like, ooh, the groundhog. I wonder if I could catch it. They're so fast. Mm -hmm. So it's like 50, 60 feet away. I grab a rock maybe a little bit bigger than a uh, softball. That's big. Just huck it, right? I'm I'm just throwing as hard as I can. 
I nail this groundhog center of the back. I'm like, wow. Paralyzed. I paralyzed it, its back legs, like the middle of the back C4. down. <laughs> and I like was like, it's trying to get away. It's screaming. Like they sound like a human. I'm gonna pull it up because it is the most oh it is the worst to, yeah. sound. Wow. Let me pull it up. I'm g- yeah. Groundhog I'm screaming. Yeah. Um There's one of it like standing up at the zoo that was a meme for a while. Yeah. Standing oh. up and screaming. Here it is. I think that's a fake one. Yeah, yeah that's not real. <laughs> uh, here's wow. one. This one's three minutes long. So I'm pretty sure this is real. The animal sounds. Shout out. So that that's chill. These are some facts to start out with. Let's go a little bit further in here. I'm actually screaming. Very calm. This is not. All right. Groundhog screaming in anger is what I'm going to do. Mm. Um, like okay, I found it. Which one? You have to look up groundhog screaming meme. And it'll, <laughs> it'll come up with the one I was talking about. But, okay. The one, this one? The first one that's six seconds long. All right, here we go. No, that's not real. That's it. That is the sound. Is it the one that you... No, it's higher just than that. Yeah, it's like super high-pitched. Just look up... Um, All right, little groundhog screaming, screaming like humans. R- Here, original let me video. see if this is it. That is actually the sound of a groundhog screaming. Let me see if I can get a different one. Okay, so I can't even I can't even describe really the sound that it was. Mm-hmm. It was like literally a it sounded like a human screaming. Like high pitch. Like yeah, like okay. high pitch screaming, like that scream yell sound. Okay. And um, that happened as soon as I hit it with the rock, and it couldn't get away, obviously, because I paralyzed it. And I was like, well, we don't have any guns. I grabbed my BB gun and I shot it a couple times, but it's a BB gun. It bounced yeah. off of it. Like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, I don't want to kill this groundhog. I was really wasn't expecting to hit it. And so I was like, well, I have to kill it now because it's clearly in pain. And I went out there with an aluminum baseball bat that we had out in the barn. And I had to smack it a bunch of times because, and this is maybe this is the most morbid part of it. I had never killed an animal before, so the first time I hit it, I didn't hit it that hard because I was like, I didn't know how hard I was supposed to hit it. And then I felt terrible, right? Because I'm like hitting it, but not hard enough. And so I just like lo- like full. They talk about like when in battle you have that like bloodlust, where like you just kind of vision goes red and you just go. And so that's basically what I did for like 30 seconds. Is I just like beat it in the head with a baseball bat like 10 or 20 times because it was like it was screaming and I felt terrible but I had to kill it there was nothing I could do mm-hmm. so I beat this uh, groundhog to death with a rock and a baseball bat and then I was like you know you know adrenaline coursing through my veins I walked back inside and I called my dad and said dad I just killed a groundhog with a rock and a baseball bat do you want me to leave it out so you can pay me twenty dollars <laughs> he's like no you can bury it <laughs> he's like I don't think you made I don't think you made that up and that's okay oh, so I buried Lord. that one that we're square, all right? $20 was enough for me to lose all of that. Uh, but then we had some small, I'd call them adolescent rabbits. They were babies. No, they were bigger than babies. They could run. But not like I, I was, how old? I was uh, like eighth or ninth grade at this point. And I, top speed, I could corner these rabbits in a corner of our house. There was a corner where there was like no holes or anything. I could chase them down and corner them in that corner. Full speed adult rabbit, no chance anyone could catch them. No one in the world. But these ones are small enough. I caught five of them. No. How many did I catch? I think I caught seven of them. I caught seven of these baby rabbits, put them in five-gallon buckets, and waited for my dad to get home. And I said, Dad, you owe me $140 because I caught seven animals that were eating our garden. And... um. 
he gave me five dollars for each of them because he said that they were not fully grown we just discussed how they only have forty dollars a month for food and you wanted dad to give you a hundred and forty for i was not aware i was the least aware in my mind i had done the work i think you could get over your bone to no now that i'm aware they have the money (laughs) (laughs) so dad owes me 105 that is true i did i had a bone to pick with dad because I used to have a speech impediment and for all of us who had a speech impediment, they would like bribe us with junk food because we didn't keep <laughs> junk food around. And he said, if I started saying my S's correctly, he would get me, it was like a, a can of Pringles and a thing of ice cream. And he never did. And I got like, I got over it and I brought this up to him a couple years ago. And he bought him for me. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. He still doesn't give me $105 bread. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Did did you, any of you guys have speech impediments growing up? Uh, my S's were bad, too. I had a lisp. Um, well, apparently... Now say my S's. <laughs> yeah, Summer apparently said that she can't say her S's, but I think she's fine. Um, Brooke used to say puss. Like, she couldn't oh, say yeah. her R's, R's, so it'd always be like... puss. That's so funny. Book. That's so cute. And so, I would say she's the one... Alexis kind of had the same thing as... Brooke, where she would say W's instead of R's. Um, I don't think I had one. <laughs> I'm sure I said things funny like Brooke and Alexis, but I think uh, I think Brooks was the one that stood out the most. Mm-hmm. And apparently Summer couldn't say her S's, but I think she just it was a tongue twister. She can't say. She Rice said she couldn't say her S's once she had her retainer. Like her retainer makes her S's bad. Well, yeah, it's a but retainer. It's, it's a when I wear my retainer, still my S's are bad. It's not even like she just can't make the like the crisp. She can just say shh. Yeah, same. Shh. And it's like it doesn't like you can't even tell in conversation with her. No. That's how it is when I wear my retainer. It's just normal. She just wants to be special. She's a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, mom and dad also. On her imperfection. I walked on my toes all the time. And so we never went to physical therapy. Somehow they were like looking up how to do that because it was like, it was bad. Like your calves are too short, like the calf muscle from Mm. what I understand. And so you have to stretch it out so that you can actually walk regular like heel toe. And so I would have to stand on the the stairs for like five minutes at a time, a bunch of times a day. And it hurt. Like it hurt because it's literally just stretching that muscle. I don't know. I think they talked to a physical therapist at some point, but I don't think I ever went because we didn't have the money for it. So it was like, all right, we're going to fix you <laughs> using crazy. our steps. Mm. Being a parent is so crazy. Being a parent before the information age. Oh, yeah. Would have been horrible. I mean, you just had a bunch of them and then some of them died. I'm talking about mom and dad. <laughs> exactly. I'm not talking about like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot. Uh, yeah. Of water, Katrina, drink your water. Yeah, drink your water, water. Christina, Dagny Nabbit. Katrina was drinking water. Promise. <laughs> no one listens to these anymore because they're, uh, they're. I haven't come out with one in months. I started season two. I think I released two episodes, and I'm gonna start season three with this. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Which is great. Maybe I'll start season three with my lo-fi. Uh, what's that called? Ooh. Premiere. Or no, no. What is it when you release your first song in the world? EP. Maybe. Dude, speaking of Hobo Johnson, the revenge of Hobo Johnson on May 1st. I'm Nuh-uh. freaking out, dude. I did not know it was that soon. Yeah, May 1st, man. I am so excited. In fact, I'm going to try to get him on this podcast. <laughs> did you email him again? I know, but I need to get that email from you. I emailed him before and he responded. I know. Get out. Um, Ashley doesn't know. And I did the listeners. So shut up about it. Nah, just kidding. It was very exciting. I emailed him a quote by Soren Kierkegaard, which is just the most Michael thing to do. Um, <laughs> that made me think of him. Let me pull up the quote. Scream it's so for us. Alright. Alright. Two also comes out this summer. So Ooh, it's already out. out. Very cool. It is a quiet place. Two, two? quiet place. Yeah. Two. What? There's it's already out. I thought it was out in May. No, it's already out. Wait, what? I didn't even know they're making a second one. All right. So this is Soren Kierkegaard. He's out. a philosopher. 
um, and he wrote this about poets. It re- is released on May twenty eighth. You wrong. Maybe you're I'm thinking of Don't Talk. It came out. There's a lot of other movies like that. Maybe it was released in other countries or something. Either way. I don't know. This I is this is the quote that I sent to Hobo Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's what is a poet? An unhappy man who hides deep anguish in his heart, but whose lips are so formed that when they sigh, that when the sigh and cry pass through them, it sounds like lovely music. And people flock around the poet and say, "Sing again soon." That is, may new sufferings torment your soul, but your lips be fashioned as before. For the cry would only frighten us, but the music that is blissful. And I love that quote. And I think that that is Hobo Johnson to me does that, where like he is speaking out of like like he says this deep anguish and torment. Um, an unhappy man who hides deep anguish. I'm not saying he's unhappy, but that he speaks in ways that take the you know difficult things of life and turn them into things that like he turns them into these beautiful songs that i i listened to both of his albums again today literally because i was so excited for the revenge of hobo johnson and so i was thinking about it on the way to work as i was listening to the albums i was like what if i just like invited him just to come out and record <laughs> just to be Dude, like no like california i know but i'd just be, the- be like this is absolutely ridiculous and i'm like not saying would. anyone's ever gonna listen to this and i'm not even saying i'm really gonna like like maybe we won't even like release it i just love to hang out with you for a day <laughs> literally I'm, i think i'm gonna email him again and just have him say no because i'm sure he doesn't have time for it but <laughs> I would love for that to happen because I'm a huge, huge fan. But he responded when I sent that quote and he was like, thanks, man. I forget what it said. Something about how like like, resonant. Yeah. He said like that. He said, I don't know. I think he said like, I don't know exactly what that means, but I, I I feel it or something like that. And I was like, sweet. I didn't think that you were going to respond and I'm very excited now. Some (laughs) celebrities that I like are like musicians. I, I feel like there's two different types. There's like the ones that you like because you would be their friend. Mm. And there's mm-hmm. also ones that are so much cooler than you. At least that's like, yeah. I can yeah. pretty much divide the celebrities I like into those two categories of people who would find me like dreadfully annoying and people who I would like be really good friends with. Yeah. Name two, name one of each category. I think that Noel Miller would find me dreadfully annoying. You think mm. so? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. I think he flames people like me all the time. But I can I <laughs> think Rico Nasty and Doja Cat would both think I'm annoying and I really like them. Okay. But celebrities I'd want to hang out with for a day. Hoa Johnson is one. Um Dude. Watsky. I don't really know Watsky that well. Oh man. He's another one. He's so insane. I why I can't think of anyone else. John Bellion. No, I think John Bellion would think I'm annoying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and it's even it's it's interesting, like thinking. I don't know. This is another thing I've been thinking about with like TikTok and all this stuff, where people are getting so exposed to the world in, at like that level so quickly, right? You can blow up overnight and like be, you know, seen by you know hundreds of thousands of people overnight, mm-hmm. which is like that hasn't happened throughout history. Like it's insane how fast people can like blow up and like turn that into like a way to make money and all that stuff which is super super cool but at the same time it's raising a generation of people who like don't i mean in the same way that like justin bieber was like justin bieber and others like what's her face um they just came with a documentary about her britney spears britney spears Mm. How, like, they kind of grew up and had to, like, figure themselves out while living in the spotlight. And, like, there's a lot yeah. of people who are doing that right now. And you wouldn't know who your real friends are. Like, oh, that yeah. would be so tough. Like, and that makes sense. Like, like LeBron. Like, all the people that are in his life, like, his manager and all this. Like, these are people that he know knew from being a kid. Like, they're people. And that's, uh-huh. like, that is the way you kind of have to do it because there's no ulterior motives there. It's, like, I want to bring you along this ride with me. Yeah. And from my perspective, this is again hobo if you're listening to this. Frank. Frank, please. If you're, Frank Johnson, if you're listening. Frank Johnson, if you're <laughs> listening. I'm not in this for the clout. I don't <laughs> care. I zero people could ever listen to the podcast. We might not even record one. I just want to hang out, dude. I will 
we have a hot tub. (laughs) 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 We'll make you some food. Yeah, dude, I will. I'll make some great food. (laughs) We got a garden. I'll I'll grill for you. You can see my garden. And yeah. That's so cute. It's just one of those things. Like I know that like we're probably not gonna be best friends or anything. I mean, some I'm literally, celebrities. I feel like you can tell like, by their personality if you would be buds. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I'm not even trying. Like I have no ulterior motives. I just think it'd be cool to hang out for a day. I just want to hear. Like I just want to listen to him. And I need. I actually have been looking into like looking up more interviews and stuff by him because I haven't heard enough. But I would love to hear more of his like backstory and stuff like that because I know some of it. From listening to some of the old stuff, some of the stuff that's not on Spotify, I listen to some of his old old songs. Mm-hmm. That was it on SoundCloud or some of the mm-hmm. the, the new or the, I the know oldest the album ones you're talking about. Yeah, and I just I love it. I enjoy it thoroughly. Frank, please. <laughs> 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 what if I included a link to this in the email that I sent him? <laughs> like, why are we talking about Frank. teachers for the first thirty minutes? <laughs> but yeah, how old is he? Twenty uh, something. Yeah, young he's 20s. young. Okay. Let's look it up, huh? Date him. I think he has a bet. And he's a dog with his girlfriend, so pretty committed. Yeah. Uh, he's 26. Dude. At that point. Dude. You're one year older than I am. We could be best friends. <laughs> Not really. We could. Hobo Johnson's older than you. He's 26. Right? Imagine being that successful. <laughs> I literally cannot wrap my head around the fact that you are 25. I simply refuse to believe it. I yeah, I I'm old because I died once. No, you're old because you got married. You lost. Nine I got married at 12. <laughs> you yeah. lost a life. Yeah, yeah. You are married and own a house and could presumably. <laughs> yeah. No, I I would not recommend going through life the way that I have done it. It's worked out well for me. I enjoy where I am and, and the people around me. But that being said, it's not for everyone. When Michael and I went to test drive a Honda Civic, the guy thought he was my dad. Yeah, I asked the students how old they thought I was the other day, and they were all like, 38. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> no, but actually half you the kids my half the kids knew my knew my age, and they were like, you know, 25, 28. And I was like, okay, I'll take that. Jeez. Yeah. How old would you think I was if you didn't know me? Two. Because <laughs> my youthful glow. Yeah, because I could wrap you up in a backpack. <laughs> What? Like a papoose? papoose. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like I could fit you in a carry-on. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if there was a light breeze that you might fall apart. <laughs> I can't even fit in your pull-out couch. We've tried. <laughs> That's just lack of flexibility. That's not That's size. true. Becca fit in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is straight-up lack of flexibility. Man, Frank, I really want to hang out now. <laughs> but that being said, it's not like he—he's not like mega famous and mega like rich yeah, and all that, which is no, kind of cool. He's like no the Post Malone and Noel and Cody Co. You know. Yeah. The, but I, could, I see the dynamic. His yeah. net worth popped up. It's estimated to be 0.5 million dollars, which is like nothing in the scope of. Like, Especially if he does all the stuff that he talked about, like buying his mama house and whatever. And his Subaru Crosstrek probably made oh, a dent in that. Dude. <laughs> Suspension is reliable. It's sweet little baby neck. It's real weird how Soft much like we know about celebrities. Neck. It's very weird. It's, yeah, it's too... Like, that's why I am on the Hobo Johnson subreddit. And it is annoying because all these people... Like, I see these posts all the time that are like, Does anyone know if he's dating someone? I can't find it out. And I'm like, why are you, that's too much. Like, and I'm, I'm asking the dude to hang out, <laughs> which is a weird thing to do, but I feel Taco like it's Bell. less, it's less weird than being like, Hey, let's publish your personal I don't information know online. I don't know you at all, but what is your girlfriend? And it's like, what? Why? No. Yeah. On one of Noel Miller's recent videos, he was like flaming some guy. For something to do with his circumcision. And a bunch of people in the comments were like, oh, that's a lot coming from the guy who got circumcised at 13. Because he made a video about that. And now it's just like common knowledge. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. 
that people know stuff like that about content creators. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, and that's <laughs> why like I legitimately I don't ever want to have a purpose for this podcast because that makes me feel like it's I'm doing it on purpose, like to try, <laughs> and I don't want to try. Like this is just for fun. It's just an excuse to talk with people I like. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, straight up, Frank. Please uh, reply to my email that I haven't sent. Yeah, <laughs> I understand if you conversation don't have- therapy cast. <laughs> <laughs> what if I send it from that email? I'll send it from my other one. We have history. <laughs> like, oh, good old Mike. Good to see oh, you. Yeah. Finally, been oh, waiting for a reply. Right. This weird guy with <laughs> the OMG, philosophy quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just <laughs> waiting for me to respond from the last one. Sweating, by that's the why it's taken so long for this album to come out. He's been waiting for me. It hasn't even taken. I don't know. That's the thing is, I don't like it when people try to force art mm-hmm. and artists to do things more quick, things more quickly. Because it's like, I don't know, man. Who, who's to say how long it takes anybody to like have that creative um, energy? Speaking of which, and okay, this is a real question. We can make it the last thing because um, I'm tired. Mm. But I I have a lot of people in my class at school who are artists who like, they're actually like not bad artists. Like I enjoy the artwork that they make. I have one girl that like consistently like every week she's like, you want to see a thing that I drew? And I'm like, yes, I want to see a thing I drew. And she shows me and I like a lot of the pieces that she's done. She's just doing stuff all the time. Is it weird if I, as the teacher, say to her, like, and I would talk to her parent first and be like, hey, I want to commission her to do, like, a drawing for me. Like, I want to pay her, whatever, 20 bucks and be like, hey, I want her to do a drawing for me that I want to have because I think that I really like her art. I think it's a really cool thing. And so I just want to, like, I want to be the first person to buy one of her drawings Mm because she always talks about one. And so I think that, like, from, from my perspective, I'm like... I'm. It feels weird and creepy, but at the same time, if I wrap it up in this, like, I want to be the first person to buy a piece of art from her because I think that her art's really, really cool, mm-hmm. and I just want her to make an original piece of art for me. This you size. Have, you said you have a lot of artists in your class, though. I wouldn't tell anybody else. I, I have. You there's. Think that she's not gonna tell anybody. I don't know. I think that I could. I could be like, hey, this has. You can't tell anybody else, and she would actually do that because she's mm-hmm. one of my better kids. Because the other artists are like they have siblings in the class and so i wouldn't want to get one from them because then i would have to get one from all their siblings and they're not all i don't really care that much but this girl i think it would be cool to get a piece of art from her i would do it close to the end of the year yeah i mean we have six weeks left so i'm thinking i don't think it's weird to ask i don't think that's a weird thing i think that's a great way to set it up and asking her like if i can be the first person to buy your piece of artwork like i've had I've had students draw me things mm-hmm. and like she drew I have a potato a for me the other day. I have it on my board. <laughs> I love it. Let me. I I want to see if I have a picture of it. Cause she like the shading was surprisingly good on this potato. <laughs> yeah, I had a student draw. He saw one picture of Mark Twain and drew a little sketch of him on a note card. Wow, that's cool. Like, I love whenever they give me their artwork. Yeah, and I told all my other students, I said I would love if you guys made me artwork. I'll mm-hmm. put it up on the board. I don't care what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely, I want to fill my room with art for my students. Um, But, yeah, I still don't know because I think that as a woman, like, that's less weird to ask a girl for some art like that. Yeah. But as, like, a dude who looks 38. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think it's good to, like, ask her parents, too. Or even, like, maybe paying her would be weird, but, like, you could give her, like, extra credit. I think that's worse. Yeah, (laughs) that feels like nepotism thing. It feels like... Yeah, and I feel like if I messaged the mom first and was like, hey, mm-hmm. I was thinking about doing this, but I wanted to talk to you first. Yeah, that's to, like, a good idea. To make this, yeah. like, not a, a weird thing mm-hmm. and, like, tell her she shows me art like that. Okay, now I've worked it out mentally. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send an email to the mom and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. First, email Hobo Johnson and then email <laughs> your students. <laughs> that's true. Now I'm, <laughs> Priorities. I'm, I'm getting nervous about emailing Hobo Johnson. Aww. But I'm not, though. Like, the, I'm not. Don't. The reason why I had that email on hand, like, in the chamber to send to you is because I've been drafting an email to him for multiple years, and I'm I'm never going to send it because I'm always too to nervous. <laughs> you responded to me, like, in, within a day. That was incredible to me. That, like, I don't know, because that makes sense. probably doesn't get like, a lot of emails. Well, it's not, probably yeah, more tweets and stuff. Not only that, but also, like, for someone who is as successful as he, as he is, which I think is very successful, but... 
not like he's like you said he's not post malone and post right. malone's getting thousands of like all of these things all the time and probably has a social media manager who manages mm-hmm. all of his accounts hobo johnson probably doesn't have somebody to man to manage his email yeah, <laughs> you no. know like that's right. just him getting emails and stuff and so that's kind of a cool thing as well where it's like dude i really like it's personal it's personal but at the same time it's like it's a double-edged sword because he can't just fly out to Akron on a whim <laughs> you know but he might he might and i would love it and dude i'll have an extra twin bed here <laughs> won't get one for me but you'll get one for hobo johnson well it would be yours if you moved in later but i'm getting it anyway i just <laughs> need to get it from my parents I'm a school teacher, man. I'll have a lot of money. <laughs> but I but I do have a hot tub. <laughs> we didn't spend as much on the house as we thought we were going to, and we decided who needs retirement? We'll get a hot tub. Who are you, who are you telling this to? Frank. I thought so. <laughs> I just have to, yeah, justify the fact that he'll be sleeping in a twin bed when he's here. <laughs> Which is assuming that we're gonna have a sleepover like we're in middle school. <laughs> Hey, if you want to come to my slumber party, <laughs> if your mom can pick up, my mom can drop off. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. My wife will do snacks. <laughs> oh man. Does Frank yeah, have any food. dietary restrictions? I don't know. He worked at a pizza place. Oh, period. One of his songs. Even more of a reason for me to date him. That's not why I'm asking you to come here, Frank. I'm just I'm talking to him now. (laughs) He's never gonna listen to me. Do you want us to go do you want us to leave? (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit awkward. It's a little bit awkward that you guys hear about my bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all right. We had a little bit left over after we bought our (laughs) Who are you talking to? (laughs) Yeah, I guess part of me feels guilty. Partly because we grew up a little bit less with less means. And so now that I have a hot tub, I feel like... There's no need to justify it. In my mind, there is, though. It's not even justified. Just, like, I feel guilty for having it. I'm like, why do I... This is weird and bougie, and I'm a little bit of a socialist. So why do I have a hot tub? Right. You're justifying to Frank, right? I'm justifying to the world right now. (laughs) But also Frank. If he's thinking... You're bougie, and I li- I've listened to all your episodes. I know you're kind of a socialist. What would you do? <laughs> Imagine if the one listener on your Michael Talking in a Room by Himself podcast is this Hobo Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> oh, don't listen to that. I don't even know what I said. And though, speaking of which, I've just about finished another book called The Myth of Sisyphus by Albert Camus, and I'm going to be doing a Michael Speaks by Himself in a Room about that as well, where I summarize it. What would you do if he actually, if he was like, yeah, I'll be there I would, in a week. I would drop everything, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> I would, I would, yeah. Because I literally thought about this. I was like, what if he says that he would come during the week when we're supposed to go on vacation with the family? I'd be like, sorry, Bye, family. sorry everybody. <laughs> I will be <laughs> busy. What if he says he can only come on your anniversary? Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say anniversaries are kind of dumb. Yeah, I, I mean, you and Summer were doing something for your anniversary. She didn't want to come with us to Texas because it was your anniversary week. But she might be going anyway. Actually, I might be going out to visit Kevin well, in Denver that week. Figure it out. I'm trying to buy tickets. Well, halfway there. <laughs> that I'm just saying, Denver's halfway to California, Frank. <laughs> you can meet me halfway. Sacramento. Hey. <laughs> oh, I hate that laugh. I want to die. Sorry, Frank. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Frank. Sorry you had to hear that. Yeah. Honestly, it's a little too much for you. (laughs) We don't know each other like that yet. Title of this podcast, please, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Frank, please, with the the fingers. What are those even called? What is that? Nervous. Nervous fingers. Nervous fingers. Ew. Good old nervous fingers. (laughs) I grab my hands. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually very excited to produce that lo-fi. I might produce? <laughs> you heard yeah, me. Yeah, Frank. Oh, yeah, you heard that, yeah. Frank? You got to Yeah. Producer. Maybe you guys could collab. Yeah, maybe ben, if you listen. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> on my Hobo $50 microphone. Get Hobo Dungeon <laughs> to feature on your lo-fi. <laughs> but it would just be like the, the... I would just want him to say like one word at the end or something stupid like that. Oh, man. Imagine if that were it. It was... <laughs> 
lo-fi track number three featuring, featuring Hobo Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> wow. It would be so bad. I literally learned how to use GarageBand today and I just put together loops. <laughs> well, let's listen to that as we leave so we can all see how bad it is. Uh, let me start over from the beginning. Ooh. I mean, it's not horrible. I like it. It's nice and chill. I don't think lo-fi is very technical. <laughs> no. No, I watched a YouTube video that was 20 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and that told me how to uh, produce a lo-fi hip-hop song. So, I'm this excited. is it for you to put the track over. I'm excited to put the track in the background as well. Um, do you guys have any words of wisdom you want to share before we close out? Um. Alright, I have one final thing I'm going to do. I'm going to pull up the Conversation Therapy Cast Gmail because I haven't looked at it in far too long. And if mm. anyone has sent me anything here... Oh my goodness, Google... You slut sent me three times. <laughs> End it. Do you want to leave? End it. <laughs> yeah, Instagram also sent me a message, so you got some competition. Um, yeah, no, no one has emailed me. <laughs> wow, nobody wants a dollar for a uh, squishy potato soft taco. I'm a millionaire. Chad and JT would be my friends. Chad and JT. From okay. going deep with Chad and JT. Yeah, speaking of which, I'm excited buds. to listen to that podcast. Um, yeah, thanks. If you made it this far, thanks for listening. I had fun. That's really what this is about. I'm actually going to release this one. Sorry to everybody who I recorded with before. If you're listening to this and you're like, what the me. heck? It was me. It was a lot of people. <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed all of those conversations, but I'm they realizing... Just therapy. They weren't podcasts. They were, those were real conversations that we had that were being recorded. These conversations on the podcast are just goofs. Which are not to say they're not real conversations, but I don't know. It just feels different in my brain. So it let feels me like have this. Yeah, it feels like you're making up a fake distinction because a lot of the old ones were like incredibly deep conversations mm-hmm. that you posted as podcasts. Yeah, it was. I don't know. In my mind, <laughs> the the past I, ones I recorded I were like, here's a topic. Let's talk about it. And like the old ones weren't yeah. that way. It was like we just went deep because we went deep. Let's get deep. Make that a sound. That's all, the, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> Appreciate everybody. If you want to hear this lo-fi song, be sure to listen to the episode before this of Conversation Therapy. Bye.